0: they really tease you, right? They're like, could it be? Could it be? It is? Oh, it isn't. Oh, it is!
1: to Rhythm Encounter episode 51. If uh, you've been listening to the show for a while, our last episode was technically 33, but we renumbered them, so don't worry, you're not missing anything. Um, 51 is basically the start of a new season for us. We've been on hiatus since about 2017. It's taken us a while to get everything together again and ready to go, and part of that was because of our new Uh, site, transitioning over to a a new system there. We wanted to have that mostly out of the way, which hopefully by the time this post is all behind us. So now that we're we have that going, we're established there, we're bringing back this podcast that a lot of us at the site have really missed for several years. And I know several of you have too. So we figured, one, we got to bring the show back. And if we're going to bring it back, we should do it with a topic that a lot of us really really care about so our topic today is a composer focus so today we're all about uh, Yasunori Mitsuda. Now a lot of us know him from a few key things of course he does the music for the Chrono games and a couple of the Xeno games and several others but there's he has a long long history of music so we're gonna go with some really interesting places today and it's not just me I guess I should introduce my other hosts here So, along with me here, I have Hilary Andruff.
2: Hi, everyone. Excited to be here on Rhythm.
1: And we have one of our music editors, Chris Porter.
0: Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here and for bringing the really interesting songs you brought. Yeah, Yeah, no worries. So, if you haven't heard Rhythm, listened in a while, if you're not sitting around just listening to our first, you know, 49 episodes over and over... Most of our shows use a similar format where we have a topic and everyone on the show brings a few different songs and we'll listen to them in different blocks and then talk about them and our thoughts. So in this one, we're have we actually going to have three blocks of two songs each. So starting off block one, um, Hillary has our first pick of the day.
2: I do. And I really, at least with my picks today, wanted to show the range of compositions that Mr. Mitsuda has done. So the first one I picked is slightly creepy, very atmospheric and that is Coffin Fetish slash Blue Castle from the Shadow Hearts original soundtrack.
1: Great. Okay, and then after that we have one of Chris's selections. So what do you have for us?
0: Uh, okay, so this is a track, uh, actually, similarly to uh, Hillary, uh, Hillary, um, I wanted to kind of pick some tracks that Maybe didn't quite sound like Mitsuda. Like something like, you know, you, you hear it, and you're like, oh, I, that's gotta be Mitsuda. This one, I don't think you'd think that. Uh, so this one's actually called uh, Beautiful Day, and it's from the Armadine original soundtrack. Great.
1: Okay, so now we're gonna go listen to those, and we'll be back in a minute with some commentary.
2: I want to give a little bit of context for for my Shadow Hearts pick. Um, it's kind of a character slash place piece. Um, it plays in a castle when you meet one of your later party members in the first Shadow Hearts game, and he is a vampire, which the title kind of gives away a little bit. Um, but he's not a terrible vampire. He's helping the people in the town around him, so that's where Shadow Hearts kind of sets off its trope of interesting, kind of funny, off kilter vampires. And that's part of the reason I picked it, because I had a really hard time picking a single track from Shadow Hearts. Mitsuda's contributions were all across the board. In the Shadow Hearts series, he did battle themes. He did a bunch of different stuff. And so I decided to go with something that was a little sparse and, like I said before, creepy. It, it almost had a Souls music kind of vibe to me as well, just with, with the background um, slightly... Th- Flowy, faster pace, and the sparseness with the rest of the instrumentation, um, and I also just really liked how they use the bell tolling to kind of punctuate the different movements of the song. So I think that covers my initial thoughts. What did you all think?
1: Um, I just like the title. <laughs> no, um, it's such a weird, strange title. I do, I do really like it. Like, there's more to it than just that, but the. Um, one of you helped me out here. What's the instrument here? Is this a guitar? Is it something else that some other strange instrument I've never heard of? Well,
0: it
3: sounds right. there's like there's... Like
1: the strings. The harp
0: is made, like the main thing that you hear. And then you also hear a piano come in, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And they're doing like the flowy parts in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I... One of my notes, one of the words in my notes was pluckiness. I like the pluckiness.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like... It doesn't that really works.
1: describe the overall song very well, but it does have a nice, like, you know... Mellow vibe to it. Yeah, well, that's
2: the interesting. That's the interesting thing about it is there is that sort of plucky through line, but then you have that against a really sparse kind of creepy musical backdrop with some industrial sounds, which is the other thing I wanted to mention. It's got a slight industrial twinge to it as well. Which is yeah, which is true.
0: so like at home on the on the Shadow Hearts soundtrack because like Yoshida Yorota yep. just is like an industrial god. I mean,
2: <laughs> he really is. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of cool to see Mitsuda playing to some other composer's strengths, and I think I I had notes to that effect with one of these other pieces here too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and and also another key instrument in this track is the uh, the fretless bass, which Mitsuda is just that's it's such a key part of his sound, and the way he uses it here reminds me of like uh, like Chrono Cross, um, like Isle of the Damned. Like, just has that vibe for it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You get that little like funky part in the middle. Yeah. yeah
0: it's so good. <laughs> Uh, so it's interesting Hillary because you were saying like you were giving context to the piece and I'm like, man I'd never played shed arts um, <laughs> you know I was one of those games I never I never owned a ps2 like back in the day uh, mm-hmm. so I just missed it you know um, it didn't stop me from buying the soundtrack because I that's ninety five percent of the the VGM I listened to is from games I've never played who has time right but <laughs> but it was nice to hear the context though because I never knew it
2: yeah
1: I don't really have any context for our next song because um half of my notes for this okay not half but uh was that i've never even heard of this game i, I don't know it, it kind of passed me by i guess i know it didn't come out here but yeah i don't think it was ever uh, recorded
0: uh anywhere i think it was just a japan only release possibly somewhere else in asia but i really don't know um yeah like i said before like i i've never played this it's one of those uh, it, it, for me because mitsuda is my favorite composer if it's a I mitsuda mean, soundtrack i buy it I, it doesn't matter like where it came from what mm. game it's from it could be it could even be from a series i absolutely loathe which that doesn't exist there's no like uh, series that mitsuda composed for that i loathe but if that ever happened i'd still buy the soundtrack right it's <laughs> it's, it's right right uh, so yeah uh, i don't know much about armadine i think it's like um, like a strategy kind of like military strategy type game um, yeah. Yeah, looked
2: at SRPG. Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, so are, are we going to talk about Beautiful Day then?
3: The yeah, okay. yeah, Go for it.
0: Okay, so this this track I remember specifically like the first time I heard it I'm just like what is this? And I then I quickly like checked the booklet. I'm like is this Mitsuda? Like I I know this is like his soundtrack, but he, surely he he had a guest composer for this one. Uh no, I mean it's Mitsuda and like I don't know there's something so unique about it and so like out of character for him but then like the more i listen to it, i'm like no i mean obviously he's capable of, of writing something so unique to his style um and then uh so hillary you said that you researched something about this track what, what did you find out
2: i did so one of the things i found out about beautiful day is he's credited as playing the guitar which is really neat
0: yeah, because he, he often, um, you know, hires musicians to to play for him. But, yeah, like, I think he's a pretty good uh, guitar player, uh bazooki player. And when he plays live, he, he often um, does, like, simple keyboard stuff and, and simple, like, auxiliary percussion. So, yeah, he performs sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I already had a really high opinion of him anyway, but I wasn't sure how much of the, you know, how much he often plays, yeah. let alone, like, here on the soundtrack for this game I've never heard of. Right is really great. Like I, I didn't actually listen to anything else on this soundtrack yet, but I definitely want to check it out now. Oh uh, yeah, highly and recommend. It's, this it's... one's really, really pretty.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and like I said, everything else on this on the soundtrack sounds nothing like this song. <laughs> like this is a very, very like it's an outlier, but it's like it's so good to me. Uh, but yeah, the whole awesome. soundtrack is very cool.
2: Yeah, one thing it shares um, in common with the Chrono Cross soundtrack, I think, is just is something I would play on vacation. It's just got a very sure. relaxing vibe and I love I love the the beat and the percussion to it. Yeah. I like the repeated notes when the melody starts on the guitar. Yeah. There's just a little bit of like a delay that Doo, do, 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 do. Yep,
0: yep. It, it which it's It catches you off guard, right? Cuz you like you're, yeah. you're trying to follow along and you're like I think I know where when that weird starts but like you actually don't. Like it kind of Yeah. It's it's uh But it
2: keeps you engaged. Oh, yeah. It's really neat. Yeah.
0: Very very cool track. Very well composed and um, I don't know I think he took he took some chances with it and and it paid off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What what's uh what's the rest of the soundtrack like then? Um it's it's a mix.
0: Uh you'll hear kind of gun hazardy stuff. Um you'll hear some there's a there's a wide range of music. There's some kind of more militaristic like battle themes. There's some really really beautiful like string work and and um yeah, hard to describe. It's, it's it's a lot of music. There's two discs of, of tracks. So, yeah, so to the listeners, I mean, like we when you introduced the show, you know, Mitsu is known for Xenogears and Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger mainly, you know, but he's got so much stuff out there that, that a lot of people um, like this game Armadine because it was never ported uh, overseas. I, I'm sure a lot of people have never heard of the game. And so unless they're like a diehard Mitsuda fan or a diehard BGM fan, they probably never even thought to look up you know oh what else has then? but i highly recommend doing it you'll find a lot of hidden gems uh like in his in his discography
1: yeah it's treasure hunt <laughs> we uh one thing we're doing actually now we always link to reviews and vgmdb listings before on rhythm encounter but one thing i'm going to start doing now in our show notes is also listing places you can buy or stream music sure. when possible sure. And of course, I, there's nothing for this. Yeah. Like I assume it's been out of print for ages. So I tried. If you look at our show notes, you'll find a listing on VGMDB. So somehow or another, I want to listen to more of it. But it doesn't look like there's any way to actually buy it at the moment.
0: I can. Uh, I'll look up after the show and see if um, if there's still stock. Cause it's it was actually put out by Sleigh Bells, which is Mitsuda's own. Okay. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, so I, I, he might have stock still. I mean, it's an old album. You know, it's been out for a long, long time. But uh, he, m- sure. he might actually still have copies of the CD that you could that you could import.
1: Well, cool. Well, then maybe I'll have to take all of this out of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, so that was our our gradual introduction to this episode, and now we have two um, decidedly more upbeat or epic songs in the middle here. So the next block is going to start with... Ooh, one of my choices. So if anyone didn't follow the lengthy development cycle and everything that went on with Final Fantasy XV and all of its DLC and merchandise and books and anime and whatever else I'm forgetting, jewelry. Anyway, so all the DLC episodes of Final Fantasy XV, each one had a guest composer, and episode Ignis, I was very excited, was Mitsuda. And some other people too, but he's the main guest composer. So I have the main theme of Final Fantasy XV episode Ignis coming up next. And then after that is Chris's other pick. Uh, yep, so for my
0: other pick, it's from a mobile game. Um, I think iOS and Android. Uh, the Japanese title was Revolvers 8 spelled kind of weirdly with like R-E colon revolvers 8, and then uh, the western retitling of it was just Revolve 8. Uh, but anyway, so uh, as usual, never played this game. Um, I've seen some gameplay videos of it, uh, but it doesn't really look like my thing. But, again, so Prokeon Studios did the soundtrack for this one, um, and this is called To the Top, A New Beginning. And this one, this one, I mean, see this.
1: Great. Yeah, so we, we have a super high-budget game that everyone's heard of, and then one that a lot of people might not have heard of it's a good mix so let's give a listen and then we'll talk about them after So yeah, uh episode Ignis. I, I wish I could talk about the, the DLC itself, I have not actually played it yet. But overall, the the volume two of Final Fantasy 15 is just there's a lot of really great, surprising stuff on there. So it really is all worth listening to, but we're not talking about those other composers today. We are talking about arguably the best character in the game with one of my favorite composers. What I think is interesting about this, and I think it's more or less true about a lot of the volume two soundtrack is you definitely get a sense of each of the composers like there is some stuff here that feels mitsuda whatever that means i don't know how to describe that besides that maybe it's the strings there are certain parts of it that remind me of things like maybe parts of chrono cross and some other notable songs but i feel like this and especially some other ones on the soundtrack like they're still somehow they still somehow fit with the rest of 15. Yeah. Like, it is, yes, this is Mitsuda and the other composers that are here, but and it's their own thing, but somehow it's still cohesive with Shimomura and everyone else who contributed, and I don't know how that happens. Yeah. I, I don't know how any of these people can do this, and bring their own touch to it, but it still fits and doesn't feel out of place. Yeah. It's just incredible. I think that's
0: a testament to, to how well-researched uh, you know, Mitsuda is in terms of like the world of Fifteen and, and Ignis in particular. Um, I can't remember exactly where I heard this or read it, but it was some interview with him, and he said, he said something like, I, I think I spent more time, like, getting to know Ignis as a character than I did actually composing music. So, like, he spent, like, all this time, like, trying to understand the world and the character and then get, finally dove into the music. And I think that's why it feels so organic. It's just, it's such, it's like, of course, this is what Ignis' theme sounds like. You know what I mean? It, it just seems so, like, obvious because it's so well made.
1: Wow. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say... I'm not really surprised, but I didn't know that. I didn't know he got like that into the character in the game. That probably explains a lot. It's
2: really neat. One of the things I was going to say about it is... I was going to comment on Mitsuda's skill at composing something that fits so well into the world of Final Fantasy. Right. Um, and so that goes right along with that mode of thought. Just, there's so many... Like specific touches in the song, and just the general sound as well that re- remind me of a Final Fantasy game. I have notes about. There's a moment where the brass takes over the melody, and the strings start doing just kind of sharp staccato in the background yeah. that reminded me of yep. Eight. Yes. Um, and some low runs, and just kind of the clashing percussion, too. And he really got those touches, but it's still, it, you can still feel his fingerprint on it oh, too. Yeah, so for sure. it's right. It's neat.
1: Yeah, actually, I never even thought about that until you mentioned it a little earlier today. That you had some a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy VIII vibes there, which I guess like yes, those are there, which I didn't really hone in on it. I guess maybe subconsciously I I heard it, but I didn't think about it until you brought that up.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have you you know even even though uh, you know Uematsu wasn't responsible for fifteens music, it, you know Final Fantasy, it's still his legacy. It's still his musical legacy, and you you almost like have to respect it uh as <laughs> yes. coming into the into the series. So uh-huh. I think that when you do hear stuff like that, I think it's very intentional and almost like unavoidable for the composers. They're just like, okay, you have this oh yeah. In this huge body of Uamatsu's work and um, you know, the the legacy of Final Fantasy's music and uh even with, with new composers, I think you still hear hints of them kind of honoring him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that's pretty masterfully done. I think so. And, and,
0: and the main melody itself is just—it's exquisite, isn't it? I mean, the, like, mm-hmm. the main theme, like that—that that melody you hear is just like, oh, it's just got such a life of its
1: own. And oh, it does. And then you know, then it—that carries through the rest of that, you know, part of the soundtrack right, too. right. Like you'll he- hear in other oh yeah, yeah. Sounds, brings it back. songs too. Yeah.
2: And yeah. um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention the violin performance oh, right there too. Gosh. Really oh, yeah. good violin performance. So
0: emotional. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I think that you could probably pull it off somewhat with, with a virtual violinist, but I'm so glad they went all out and then hired whoever they did. Cause yeah, Mm -hmm. it it just, the performance is just heart wrenching.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely fits the character. I mean, I don't know what he goes through in that DLC, but I know what he goes through in the main game. So it definitely fits the character Mm -hmm. switching over to another game. Um, I'm just. I have just a few notes here. I'll let you guys. Sure. You'll probably have more to say about it than me, but I'll say this uh, from the album art, because of course I hadn't heard of this game. I, I'm not sure what I expected this song to be, but it. I don't think it was this. <laughs> and I, I looked up the game a little bit too, and it. I guess it came out here. It was actually brought out in was, English, yeah. and yeah. and it's already gone. Like it. It was released here, and then they shut it down sometime last year. Right. So. I I'm not sure it was my kind of game either. Yeah. And even the music I heard kind of feels like okay, that's what I expect from a whatever it is, some kind of
0: some sort of battle royale strategy game, I think. Strategy
1: defense. I'm not sure exactly. But like and the music is like all right, it, it's it's you know, it's fine. Like it fits that. And I'm not sure how this song fits in exactly. Right. Um I don't really care because it's so good. <laughs> Um, um, so, you know, we can't go play the game anymore, but at least we have this. And I think I think he did a few songs on the soundtrack?
0: Uh, Mitsuda did three, yeah. This Okay, so a, a little bit of details that I know about this soundtrack was um, Prokyon Studios' is Mitsuda Studio. Uh, they handle quite a few soundtracks, uh, many of which Mitsuda has no compositional part in, um, but sometimes he will. He'll just, like, contribute a couple tracks to, to one of them. Uh, most of this soundtrack was uh, Shinsuke Tsu- uh, Tsuchiya, and then uh, also the other in-house composer, Mariam Abunasser. I've, I've never known how to pronounce her last name. Um, but those are like the two key like in-house composers at his studio. Uh, but yeah, Shinsuke Tsuchiya did most of this music. Mariam Abunasser did uh, a couple tracks and then Mitsuda did three. Uh, and, and like you said, Mike, um, this, this track doesn't really sound like most of the other soundtrack. The rest of the soundtrack is... I, I actually really love it. I, I think the soundtrack is, is, is quite remarkable. Um, but yeah, this is an outlier again, just like my Beautiful Day pick. Uh, it just—it <laughs> stands out for a different reason, though. Beautiful Day stood out because it's so, like, not Mitsuda and so just, like... The arrangement's is just so strange and, and, um... But, like, in a very cool way. This one stands out because it's so beautiful and, and just, like, grand and, um yeah in stark contrast to the rest of the soundtrack which is kind of like hip i guess like you'd say <laughs> uh yeah um but but again uh similar to the ignis theme the the main melody you hear in this is just it's so good and, and like it just speaks to you and it's so characterful
2: yeah, grand is definitely the right word and one actually hearing these two right next to each other i'm kind of struck they, they have a lot of similarities yes. and it's really cool yes.
1: Wow, who put together the the order of tracks in this? I know yeah, like... <laughs> we got like
2: right. our two like grand y clashy yes. I mean, pieces together.
1: <laughs> I'll take credit for putting them together, but it, it is really lucky that they happened to be here. Right? Because yeah. Chris brought we didn't this one in.
0: Talk about like what we were picking. We all just did this independently, and then afterwards we we're like, "Whoa, these actually
2: fit
1: together." <laughs> yeah, these all. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm,
2: it's interesting that you. You say the rest of the soundtrack is kind of hip because that is not what I would have pictured either.
1: No,
0: no, you'll have to you'll have to give it a listen if you get now. This one is actually available, like it's on iTunes, like even even in the U.S. I think. Um, it, I
2: think it's we a, saw it on Spotify too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think
0: I think they like actually released this one. I mean, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a Sega game. I mean, if that if that helps, I think I don't, I don't know if Sega's been. Um, releasing their stuff more recently because i know a lot of companies like konami and and falcom they're they've been kind of putting their stuff up on spotify and i don't know if sega's been doing that but
1: sega's been pretty good about it um well okay i I don't know how far it goes but i i know a lot of their bigger games like there's a lot of dreamcast games i know crazy taxi i feel like jet set radio skies of arcadia is definitely on itunes and i think everywhere else too so they have some stuff out there. Okay.
2: They've definitely expanded their. Repertoire.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, the last thing I want to mention are those those vocals at the beginning yes, cause yes. that also they're awesome, but they also remind me of, a lot of Shadow Hearts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like between Ignis and, and this theme from Revolve uh, they they both make use of kind of um, like a vocally intro, but like totally yep. different styles, right? One's like the yeah. Um, kind of like a solo female vocalist. That's that's very um, world, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to. Does it, yeah. I don't know what region that style of vocal comes from. But yeah. Uh, and then compared to the Ignis theme, which is just this like grand choir, um,
2: which is really funny because I'm looking at the cover for Revolve Eight right now, yeah. and it's two somewhat regal looking ladies right? like <laughs> kind of growling at each other. And I'm like, yep, those vocals fit that. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: All oh, right, yeah, that cover is pretty cool.
2: Oh, you know what? Look, yeah.
0: actually, uh, the the soundtrack was released by Slaybells. Bells. That was Mitsuda's label, so it was a Sega game, but but Mitsuda it looks like he held on to the rights to the music and, and did it himself. Oh, great! Good on him, man. He's I, I wish that he would release his entire back catalog. You know, everything that he has the rights to, I I think that should be out there. Oh yeah, hopefully someday. I'd be all for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already yeah. own all of it, of course, on CD. You guys know me, but <laughs> for, for <laughs> everybody <laughs> else.
1: Well, <laughs> yes, yes. Alright. So we're two-thirds through now. So we have we have two more songs today, not counting, you know, maybe there's a bonus track really? at the end of this. What could it be? I don't know. <laughs> so the first song of our last block is something Hillary brought, which I know you were really excited to bring on here.
2: I am, because one thing that you've got to talk about if you're talking about Mitsuda is his love of Celtic music. Yes. So, my second pick was a collaboration he did with um, a national Irish choral group, Anuna, very famous in their own right, for um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and that song is called Shadow of the Lowlands, and it's just lovely mixed male-female vocal choral piece.
1: Yeah, well, I'm excited to hear that. As if I haven't already listened to it three times today.
0: You can be excited to hear it, even if you've already heard it. I am. Yeah,
1: that's excited true. To hear it again. <laughs> I'm excited for everyone else to hear it if yeah. they haven't heard it yet. All right, and then the last track, and I'll save most of my commentary for after. But you know, I think we we all exercise a lot of restraint, and also wanting to bring in something unique here that we didn't we didn't bring Chrono stuff on because one, it's been on the show a lot, and. You know, it's great, but it's good getting some more variety here. But at the same time, I feel like if we're not going to have Chrono, we at least have to have a Xenogears song on here. Yeah. And we featured, I think, we actually have a list of every song that's been on Rhythm Encounter. Right? I think we've had four or five Xenogears, but never anything from Creed, which is very strange to me. So I brought Creed from the Xenogears Creed Arrange album from way back in the day.
2: Yeah. It's a nice throwback.
1: Yeah. So we're ending on two Zeno songs, actually, which I'm just now realizing I paired up. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so let's go listen to the Zeno stuff and then talk about it in a bit.
2: So yes, Shadow of the Lowlands, very mellow, very, very beautiful. I picked it because I think it shows Mitsuda having a deep knowledge of a range of different types of Celtic music. Um, This is mostly vocals and it's just, there's a beautiful kind of pulse running through it with the female voices at first. They kind of create a pulse and you have some great complex vocal harmonies that blend really well throughout the whole thing. So I really and I think he plays to Anuna's strengths in it. Honestly, Absolutely. throughout the composition, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're very famous. This and this almost sounds like something they could have done on their own.
0: Yeah, he he it, wrote it for them. I mean, this is
2: yeah, this was, very yeah. clearly.
0: <laughs> it, you know, it was a, a dream of, of Mitsuda's for decades to to find to work with them because he's admired them for so long, and this was like a dream come true for him and uh i mean he is such a home run with all the tracks for, from this game that he arranged uh, for them.
2: Mhm. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up too. Is this is not the only one of these that i could have picked. Yeah. There are a few others on the album too. So if you like this one, there's more there in the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 soundtrack. And it it's it's interesting also to contrast this one with Creed because it's a slightly different celtic style where you've got the complex pipe playing with some vocals.
1: Yeah. I I'd remarked off air that I, I think it's interesting that and you know you can feel free to semi correct me like you did there too where I where I was saying like this is very it's not the kind of vocals that you're used to hearing in a lot of games like when you think of like a male vocal or choir or anything like that in a video game it's really easy to think of something like Final Fantasy VII or that that's usually that's a lot of the kind of male vocals you get right like this style is very i think rare in video games Mm -hmm. but not for them
2: right yeah as a group the choral yeah usually when i think of vocal music in video games you know either ominous male choir (laughs) or or like female vocal track that can be kind of pretty or poppy or something like that
1: yeah it's very very different from what a lot or a lot of what's out there and that's i think one of its definite strengths yeah, where
0: you ha- uh Michael McGlynn is like the leader of, of Anuna and, and, you know, his voice gets like front and center in this arrangement a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had mentioned the, the complex harmonies and how they just, they just like lift his voice up.
2: Yeah. It, it makes, it gives the song just a truly, really nice build. And I know when we were talking and listening together, we were sort of like, wait, we just have to listen because there's so many points yeah. where they lift that voice and it just creates moments where you have to pause and listen. It builds so well. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, we, we were, I'll, I'll mention this just, you can cut it out if you want to. <laughs> I'll mention, um, you know, it would be very nice to have, uh, to be able to listen to this in real time and react in real time. Uh, Cause there's certain moments in this in this track, the the Anuna track where it's just like, the, the harmonies are just unreal. You're just like, oh, I cannot believe that just happened. Like, how did you, how did you write that? How did you think to, to do that? Um, and there's several moments in that that just give me chills. This is absolutely gorgeous piece.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. OK, I guess I could talk about my song. Uh, you know, one thing I, I noticed, these don't have a lot to do with the the song itself. But when I was looking up links for our show notes, I, I was looking up the VGMDB listing for this. And this is apparently the fifth album ever added to VGMDB. Which it is, tells wow. you how long they've been around, too. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I, I was just curious because, I, you know, I've had this. This album was from, oh, shoot. I lost already. 1998. And I'm thinking back, I'm like, how long I've been actually, like, listening to music, you know, on my computer. And and I realized I had this for a while, so I, I looked up my iTunes, and apparently I've never re-ripped the song since then. So I've had this in my iTunes since 2007. Nice. <laughs> That. It was encoded with iTunes version 4. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even know what version we're at now, but boy, I've had this song for a long time. At,
2: at least, like, 11 or 12, I think.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I have I've have been listening to this album on and off for many, many years. Yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm never tired of it.
2: This is a CD I had in my car in the early 2000s. <laughs> pretty much all the time. Yep. 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 Really same. good for traveling.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, uh... Oh go
0: ahead. I was gonna say I have the I have the, the same C D still, you know, I've never gotten rid of it. Um Exactly. Had, it's been with me for many years.
1: Oh Yeah.
2: Another interesting thing between the two that I just thought of is I, I think it's it's pretty cool that um, Shadow of the Lowlands is actually in English and then Creed
0: is in Mitsuda Gaelic.
2: actually wrote some lyrics in Japanese originally and it got translated to Gaelic, right. if I'm understanding right. correctly.
1: Wow. I did not know that until today.
2: And they're very, from what I could gather, they were very Xeno appropriate lyrics. Um Let's see, about two separate pieces, two separate people calling out to each other and searching yeah. for each other.
0: That's very that, that harkens back to Xeno you know, years, right? Yep. I don't spoil yeah, it, yeah. But even even back then, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, th- there's been. Some other albums, there was a, was it last year? We had like the revival disc of Xenogears, Gears, right. the Blu-ray version, which I think made some musical changes, but it's mostly the same, which is fine. It was basically just a that,
0: remastering, but they actually did. Yeah, they, Anuna actually appeared on that, though, right? There was some, there were some brand new arrangements of Zeno Gears tracks with Anuna, which was quite a quite a treat. I, I
2: think that's yeah. I think that started the Anuna train.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, shoot. I haven't actually heard those particular tracks, so maybe this kind of ruins what I was about to say here. But, but there was that, and then there was several years ago. There was the Myth arrangement album. Ah, yes, Myth was great.
0: Also,
1: also good. I think the problem was, at least for me, like that was really good. It's kind of like the the I'm sorry to say this, like the the Chrono um, Orchestra soundtrack from last year. Great, it's fantastic. But the year prior, there was that vocal album, which is so dear to me. Like so, like I like the Myth XenoGear's album. I think it's great. But I already had Creed in my life. Right, right. And there's room for both. I know there's room for both. They don't actually have to compete with each other. But I know. I just.
0: I agree. I completely agree uh, with your assessment. I think that both games. I think the smaller ensemble arrangement in XenoGear's case, Creed, better than Myth. And in Chrono Cross's case, I think that the one that was just released, the live performance from the Chrono Cross tour, the 20th anniversary tour, uh, far better than the orchestral album by
1: many, many leagues. I mean, oh, I haven't heard that one yet. I really want to. It's on my list. I got to
0: see it live, man, in Osaka. <gasps> oh, oh, man. man. So good. And you know, I bought that, uh, the digital release when it finally came out. But, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Wow. The meat-suited Dream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've looked for it, I think, unless it's changed in the last, like, week or two, but I think it's only available digital, it's only digital and only in Japan. Is it still for some only reason. in Japan? I don't know, I mean, that that's, the last time I looked, that's what it was. Okay. Um, I would, I would absolutely not, buy it if it yeah, was... Yeah,
0: they better yeah. release it worldwide. I mean, it's Chrono Cross, it's like, everybody I would picked hope so. that up.
1: Oh, yeah. I would buy it right now. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up, no. Um... <laughs> Anyway, yeah. It's so the whole album is, is beautiful. It's I had a really hard time actually choosing which one. Um, I also I'd like that the two vocal themes that we usually hear in English from Xenogears, there are Japanese versions yeah. on this album, yeah. which are great. Strange um, not hearing uh, Joanne Hogg's voice, though, right? Because you're so used
0: to, to that. Yes. But uh, it is cool having uh, another version of them, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I, it was between, the I think I had this and Balto and June Mermaid. Oh, man. And one other one. So, yeah, so I had, like, it's, what, 10, 11 tracks, and I think I narrowed it down to, like, five. Uh, it, right. It was re- really difficult to just pick one, but I, I think this was the one to do because, I think because of the, oh, shoot, what is it? The Elbow Pipes.
2: Ah, uh, yes, the Elbow <laughs> Pipes. It's uh, those amazing... Pipes, yeah.
1: <laughs> elbow pipes
2: when those came in i, I got all excited just because they work so well with the vocals in the background in this track in particular but also because if Creed has a signature instrument that is probably it yeah
0: yes. yeah oh yeah <laughs> definitely definitely steals the show when they come in and and i i think that the the way they're used in this album I, there's a lot of people that don't like the sound of like celtic pipes right they think it's grading or something i think that you convert people to it by li- having them hear it on this album it's i I can't think of a single person to be like, "Oh no, that sounds awful," right? right. It's, it's so no. well used in this album.
2: It's a pipe integrated really well with a bunch really of other instruments well. throughout, which is great. And it, I think it also is an interesting side note that these Olliam pipes are basically the like quieter, more polite version of pipes that are used in Celtic right. music, if. and they have the best range and a slightly better timber that does work well with other right. instruments.
1: Yeah. I'd love just describing them as more polite bagpipes.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: So like, because bagpipes are just so rude, you know.
0: I, I'm just imagining like a, a guy in a in a kilt standing outside your window and like playing the bagpipes, and you yell at him, but then he switches to the alien pipes. And he's like Oh no, I guess that's okay. It's
1: more. This, cool. is, yeah. this is great. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Like, I guess I guess visually now I'm, I I can picture someone like barging into your room with bagpipes, but not so much with these ones. You know, they'll like knock first and be like, "Hey, you want me to play some of this?" And be like, "Yeah, that's cool." It's cool. You, you, were really, you weren't rude about it like that bad, bagpipe <laughs> no,
0: I, I, would, I wouldn't guy. even imagine he'd say anything. He would just kind of like... No. Kind of no. hit he'd go, huh? Huh?
1: Huh? <laughs> and then start playing.
2: <laughs> I mean, bagpipe guy just wants to scare his foes on the battlefield, all right?
1: True, true. I, I guess you got... Yeah, when you think about it like that, that's how else can you do it if you're not going in like all in for it? Uh. Like, hey, I'm here.
2: But yeah, really cool pipes with a bunch of other instruments on Creed.
0: Yeah, uh, but like in this in this track in particular, though, it's it's really remarkable how well uh, a, a female voice and the alien pipes like blend. Like, yeah, and, and he's he's so busy, right? The alien pipe player. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, notes. <laughs> and it's like it never clashes. And it's like, how is this happening? Like, if I right. was composing this, I would be clashing all the time because I'm not Mitsuda. But you know, <laughs> <it's> <laughs>
1: like. But who he is? Oh, yeah, I wanted to that's say That's true,
0: about, uh, Mike. When you were when you were saying "June Mermaid," uh that's the unofficial title of of that track, and I still call it "June Mermaid." But the reason it's called "June Mermaid" is from somebody mistranslating it like 20 years ago. It's actually "October
1: Mermaid." Oh shoot!
2: I <laughs> heard that.
0: And, and so let me explain totally how
1: remember. this happened. So, well, remember I I ripped this in... 2007,
0: okay. No, 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 literally, I I still call it June Mermaid, even though I know it's called October Mermaid, if you translate it correctly, because it's just, Uh that's what it is. That's what I've known it to be called forever, right? Uh, Even though it's a mistranslation. So, uh, the reason that happened, I know we're talking about not this particular track anymore, but we're still talking about Xenobre, so I think it's okay. Um, So, normally, uh, June in Japanese, would be like Rokugatsu, it's just like six, and then Gatsu, which means like month. Uh, But in this particular track they use an old naming convention for for a month right so october mm. in this old convention is is kami natsuki or or uh kan natsuki right and somebody didn't know or like they just like looked it up wrong and they thought it meant june and not and not the 10th month oh wow so then they oh, just so one person probably on vgmdb right they probably like mistranslated it and that's what everybody called it and it's spread all across the world and then somebody was like hey wait a second they look back at the original japanese they're like wait a second that's not the sixth month that's the 10th month you know so it's actually october mermaid uh but so it's, it's
2: sort of like oh, go ahead, i was gonna say
0: it's, it'll, it'll always be june, june mermaid in my, in my heart but <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah
2: that's awesome it's sort of like how in english you know october is not the eighth month and because the calendar's changed over time oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah, yeah. It's strange huh
1: Wow, okay, I didn't know that. Well, i got to go fix my track. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a fun episode. I yeah. think that was a great way of uh, reintroducing Rhythm Encounter to everyone. So I thank you both for being here with me for that.
0: Thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah. All right, so I have some some closing stuff to cover. And then one tradition we definitely are keeping with is that our guests, although Technically, you're both guests today because I don't have an official permanent co-host yet. But one of our guests each episode is going to bring on a bonus track. So we are going to completely close out the episode with something from Chris that even as of now, none of us know what it is yet. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about the next episode. So one thing you might have noticed is this is slightly shorter than past Rhythm Encounters, and that's because... We wanted, like, to actually put episodes out at a regular pace again. And, you know, when we were doing, you know, two, three, I think even sometimes four hour episodes, that took way too long to edit. It was a lot to listen to, and we just, we couldn't keep up with the schedule. So we're going to stick with that now. And the the plan is that we're going to release episodes every two weeks now. So not as much as Retro Encounter. I I can't keep up with Celosi. But I'm going to do my best, and we're going to try to do every two weeks which is why we record everything way in advance. So about two weeks after you hear this, we should be hearing episode 52. And episode 52 is going to be about Undertale because it occurred to us that Undertale this year is five years old. So it was time to do an Undertale episode. So look forward to that. Um, If you have, you know, thoughts on the show, uh, feedback, topic suggestions, whatever you want to say, um, you can reach us, the show at music at rpgfan.com. And remember the the track list and places to buy and stream all of the music you heard today will be in the show notes, both in your podcast app and on rpgfan.com. So for the two of you, uh, Chris and Hillary, how can people reach you if they want to talk to you about music or elbow pipes or (laughs) anything else?
2: Um, I'll go first uh, so RPG fan email is good Hillary at rpg or I'm also EP fire on discord great
0: uh, for me Twitter is probably the best one um, so it's at C Porter music that's definitely the best. great
1: one. oh and then me well I don't know I'm technically on some social media but at this point the easiest way to get me would also be email which is just Mike at rpgfancom so if if this is your First introduction to either RPG Fan or our podcast, I also want to give a quick shout out to our other shows. When you're done listening here, make sure you go check out Random Encounter. That's our general RPG podcast that, that comes out about every two weeks, and we talk about basically what people are playing. Sometimes it's new games, current games, sometimes old games, and of course Retro Encounter, which... I, I really don't know how to describe Retro Encounter anymore because it's sort of retro games. It's usually retro games. They do a game journal every month where people come together and play through a particular game, and then in between those episodes is really whatever people feel like. But it's a fun time, and there's a new episode every week. And then the last thing I'm going to say here is, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, we would definitely appreciate if you tell people about it. You know, say say that our show is back, and if you can, like. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you want to. Um, leave us a review because, you know, for some reason that, that helps us out. Uh, reviews and subscriptions definitely help, uh, you know, help our visibility and all those podcast directories. So if, uh, if you would be so kind to do that, we would definitely appreciate it. And all that said now, we're going to close out our show with... A surprise here from Chris so what do you have for us
0: uh, okay so for the the surprise track I picked one that um, it's a very very special track uh, I I'm going to assume that most people have never heard this uh, diehard me to fans I'm sure they have it's not from a game it's not from an officially released soundtrack uh, not even really an officially released album but it did officially come from Mitsuda so uh, Maybe some some diehard fans can guess where I'm going with this, but um, so in the early 2000s, I think between about 2000 and 2004, uh, Mitsuda had a fan club called Hopeful Weeds, and um, I'm not sure what all the benefits were of it. I, I'm sure you had access to certain things, but uh, about once a year, he would send his subscribers or his uh, his fan club members a CD with with music on it. Um, this ranged from original music uh, to arrangements from from his soundtrack. So there's like beautiful arrangements, of like Chrono Cross music on one of the volumes. Um, I think the last volume had like select tracks from uh, Deep Labyrinth, which is like huh. a, a really kind of obscure um, like mobile game that he did the soundtrack to. Uh, but for this particular one, it's from uh, the Volume Two disc, Hopefully Beats Volume Two from the year 2001. Yeah. And there's a track on it called Primitive Heart and it's an original composition it's not part of any game and it was never released outside of just this obscure fan club disc only um of course it found its way online as as things tend to do but if you don't know to look for it you don't know about it right so it's it is available if you know if you know how to look but uh yeah so uh this track is absolutely stunning it's it Puts me in such a good mood. I remember just listening to this on a repeat in my in the early uh, in the early two thousands, and um, uh, I used the song to convert uh, several of my friends to Mitsuda fans. So I, I hope that a lot of people have never heard this before, and hope it's a cool experience for them to to hear something so kind of obscure from from Mitsuda.
1: Great! Wow! Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. What Was the name again? Uh, Primitive Heart from Primitive hope- Heart, Hopeful Weeds, Volume Two. All right, so we're going to close out with the Primitive Heart. Um, thank you both for being here, and thank no, you. please come back next time, everyone.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks, everybody. I like elbow pipes oh that's so funny that you said that